0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Tinsel town, swimming in blood. Ribbons dancing in the rain, flowers on the skyline. Hey, how is the wine? What comes round's going round again. Towers coming up forever. Hello
1: and welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. And who's not here? Good old prick. Captain Kangaroo. Uh, Patrick is not with <laughs> us today. He, he is, died. In yeah, a, on his way back to his home planet.
0: In a trampoline accident.
1: <laughs> uh, funnily enough, I've, I've got a booking at Sky Zone for a birthday party. Tom, do you know it's expensive to book Sky Zone birthday parties?
0: Is it really? Tram-
1: Dude, it's like 500 bucks. Jesus Christ. Not even for like like it's like five hundred it's 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 a whole lot. But
0: so they get uh, Pat, you full of hot dogs and make you jump around?
1: Oh, I will say this. The single worst pizza I think I've experienced in the northeast was pizza from Sky Zone. Which I mean like
0: news at eleven, right? Like I feel like the they formed that out. Like they'd bring in pizza from somewhere like they
1: should but they don't. There's some places you can go, like like I said. Hey, uh, I'm bringing pizza. Like I'll I'll get the pizza. And like right oh, there's so far, an outside food fee, and I'm like, yep, that's fine. Your pizza's awful, and they're like, well, you know, some of our locations have done different things. For example, we're, I was like, that's totally fine. I'm not. I'm I'm bringing a pizza. Like we're right. not. I'm not playing you around. With you.
0: you can get like a tree tavern and make it better than.
1: Dude, it it was offensive, like offensively bad.
0: And that's hard to do cuz I feel like any pizza is like, eh, you can I I you can pretty much deal with almost any pizza. It's oh, still Oh
1: yeah. good. Yo, Tom, you might like this. Uh, me and Andy Scarpula, friend of the show, we are doing a uh, you know, New Jersey's got pretty good pizza, they right? Do. New York, New Jersey got yeah. good pizza. There are I think the number's somewhere in the mid 20s of pizza places in our town, Brick. What? And twenty six square miles. We believe there's more than twenty six pizza places. We have begun the process of going to every single one and getting slices, respect and rating. So we're starting one a day. Are
0: you doing like Bleacher Report type shit?
1: (laughs) No, no. We're not one a day because we that's committing to the bit a little too hard and schedules don't allow. But we've gone. We went to one last week. went, Went to one yesterday. Ones that we haven't been to or haven't been to in like twenty years, right? So uh, some pretty good good results so far. Here's my question for you, though, before we get into the episode. Actually, what are the most important things? Like, if you were rating a slice of pizza, what, are you, what do you what would you be rating it on? Um, You're helping shape this because I have a couple ideas, but I kind of want to round out. Like, what we're grading this place on?
0: You got um, for a regular slice? Well, yeah. All right, so. <clears throat> for the folks that are outside the northeast a regular slice is a cheese slice
1: that's right thank you we thank do you.
0: not ask for cheese slices in the northeast no just a regular you just go let me get a plain slice or we got that's a right. plain slice. slice plain slice thank you yeah Which is, yeah so to me you know the cheese is important yep cheese distribution yep um, the foldability ooh
1: okay yeah good question you yeah.
0: don't want to fold a regular slice and the and the the, the bottom half is is melt, is like kind of dipping downward. It's gotta be consistent. Yep. You're right. Yep. Uh, um what else? Think Not too of, oily. Yep.
1: Yeah the oily slash
0: greasiness. Yeah, that you have like, to like hold it over a the paper towel and you see what you could have been in uh the
1: ooze. So yeah and, and, and there's another there's kind of the inverse where if you get a if you get a slice They typically throw it back in the oven, right? They typically heat that up. That is part of the prep. Now, when it comes out, sometimes if they didn't heat it up enough, there's the oil isn't. There's no oil coming out. There's no grease coming out. You know, they should enough so you get a little bit. So, like, I think there's a little bit of either side, right? Like, you you don't want an overly greasy slice. But you also don't want one that's not worth either. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, What else do you need? I think you need to look at um, the bottom's got to be a little charred.
1: The crust, sure. Yep. Yeah, well, not
0: not necessarily. Well, the crust. the crust.
1: You mean mean the actual bottom. Like the
0: bottom of the slice. Okay. Like that has to be cooked a little bit more than the top.
1: Should have a little more of a crisp, 100%.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, you don't want – I mean burnt pizza Mm. is pretty gnarly. Yeah,
1: no. You don't like, want to you burn. Never had that, that you it's like, want, of course. Yeah. Well, it's the coal fire pizza places. Sometimes they burn it, and it's like, yeah. Like, are you? This is covering up the effect.
0: Yeah, the ingredients pizza. have to be separate things. When they're burned, yeah. it's just one congealed mass of whatever. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, what else? All right, so a couple of my other ones. Yeah.
1: I, I think the crust matters. Yes. So you got to figure that out. I think the sauce, because that's a variable, and it can be good. Like, I like a sweet sauce sometimes, but it can be too sweet. And I like a regular, like a nice traditional tomato sauce. It's yeah. not too sweet, but I also don't want it to be too acidic. And how does it mix with everything? So that's the other side is ratios. Choose the sauce. Yeah, I'm thinking just plain right now. Everywhere, like no matter what. When I've gone, what I do is I do one plain. And then I do one other. And typically –
0: Try to treat yourself. <laughs> right. Spend, and, the Spend the wheel and make a deal, yeah.
1: And I think when I'm going into this, I want to rate the pizza, but I also want to rate a little bit like options. So specialty options. Like I had a crazy um, – like a veggie grandma slice. All right. That I, kind I would never seen it had. It was super garlicky, which it worked because man is out of town. So what do I care? Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> super garlicky uh, onions maybe some kind of like spinach thing but it wasn't too much uh, peppers and something else and it was good it was like a non-standard veggie slice on a thicker crust thicker like bottom like bread um, the sauce mix was everything was really good and i was impressed with it and it could have gone the other way it could have been like ah this is like wonky this isn't this is this isn't um uh, like, this is like a focaccia or a flatbread yeah. thing, not pizza. But it was pizza. I think it was truly pizza. Um, so all those things have been kind of in the ratio. Um, so the specialty quality and then basic quality, the foldability and greasiness have been brought up.
0: So foldability gonna, is very important because you see like it like almost like collapsing under the weight of its own cheese. Like yeah, you do not do that. No, that's, that's, that's great. A, I mean, the, it's supposed to be like a handheld. It's a hand food. You're supposed to be able right. to walk with it. So – john travolta can we can too
1: <laughs> everybody thank you for joining us no patrick no problems
0: we're eating pizza pat doesn't
1: like pizza he likes pizza pe- oh, like potatoes and uh, you know he's, her- eating, he's, eating, he's eating australia Domino's every day so don't let him fool you um <laughs> let's uh let's get to our sponsors really quick we're gonna keep it tight keep it hard uh praise to run for cover records
0: Oh, yeah, praise to make to, his weird.
1: Like, you, you got it. I like it. I, oh no, sex noises today.
0: Yeah, it was just weird.
1: He's getting weird. Praise to to live a lie. Whoa. And praise to Deathwish. Praise to close casket activities. Yeah. Today we're focusing on those last two. I'm going to start off on the Deathwish side of things. Deathwish Inc. Deathwish Inc. Com. Go to that web store. I am going to direct you to their new section. Tom, do you know what it is? It is the fall, which I I'm trying. I'm trying to get better about this. Christmas is a little over two months away. Yes. Holiday season. I have procrastinated in the past with but part of it is I enjoy that like frenetic late season, like I've got to pull it together kind of thing. But if you slip up, you slip up and you miss. You know, you don't get the good gifts. So this year, I'm trying to get ahead of the curve, and that's what I'm advising everybody else to do. Deathwishink.com is a great place to go for a wide range of options, okay? They got prints, they got merch, they got music, all that fun stuff. Um, and for for people who are not of the culture, of the hardcore world, right? They have stuff. Do you Do you know someone who likes Terrier? Well, Deathwish has got uh, uh, they they work with a brand called Terrier Cult that has a literal mass of merch related to terriers. I I don't know it, but maybe you have someone in your life who loves a terrier. I'm more of a beagle guy myself. <laughs> I, I also probably wouldn't wear anything related to dogs on a shirt, but a lot of people
0: would. Your, do. Or your <laughs> uncle?
1: Yes, that's right. So so keep that in mind. Check that out. But what I am recommending. And Tom, I think you can co sign this. Yes. Deathwish has some bang cave in merch right now. Um, I don't know how limited it is. I don't know how long it will last. But what I want everybody to go and look at is the cave in merch. There's a few designs, but the one I'm loving is the cave in heavy pendulum black long sleeve. Yes. Super simple front left chest. You got the side print, heavy, the sleeve print, heavy pendulum. And on the back is. This unreal artwork, which I think is part of the album art, um, and it's awesome. It's like uh, like some sort of cosmic swirl and a planet with like Saturn rings around it. It's awesome. So um, this is a perfect long sleeve, like ten of ten design. I love it. There's a few other designs too. I think this would appeal to all of the Cavein fans out there. I'm a little sad the cave Heavy Pendulum Slip Mat is sold out. has the same kind of cool artwork from the the long sleeve. But you can't wear a slip mat. You can wear a long sleeve. So uh, check that out. Check out the other stuff and keep Christmas in mind. Get your shopping done early so you can enjoy your late November, December time. You don't have to be yeah. shopping. Don't be shopping. Deathwishing.com. Check it out. Tom, can you take us to ClosedCasketActivities.com dot com for a minute?
0: Yes, we're going to
1: Troy. Um, Let's go, like 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 uninformed tourists. We're going to Troy, New York.
0: Right, right. Because yeah, we're coming in. We're gentrifying. We're just being like, hey, I heard there's a nice restaurant down on I don't know Scotland here. Avenue.
1: There are there are a lot of new restaurants moving into Troy, New York. Many many vegan options. You know, they're so
0: diversifying. Yeah, yeah. The fine. That's always good.
1: The county seat of Rensselaer, you know?
0: <laughs> um, we'll go to – so there's a new – they have a few new things coming out. We're just going to concentrate on one right now. Um, Dead Body putting out an mm. LP called The Requiem. So Dead Body, uh, uh, Colin and Taylor Young from every band from California. Yes. Um, <laughs> dudes from Apparition and from Despise You are also filling out the band.
1: Hell yeah. What a mix.
0: Uh, yeah, ACDC as well. Um record comes out October 28th. It's a pre-order. You can get it now. Um yeah. recorded engineered mixed by Taylor. Um Taylor's singing and so was Collins Collins playing bass.
1: Oh, and yeah.
0: Taylor playing guitar. It's, you know, um if you know what you're getting from these folks at this point. Yeah. Very very well done. This this is heavy probably and hard. More death metal?
1: Yeah. Yo, so that's the thing. Like you you said it right. You are getting a few things in different forms from the Youngs, right? Like, yes. Like uh, Zeus and, and twitching tongues are not the same thing. Uh, they've got a God's lot of different you know, yeah. right? A lot of different things. But you're always going to get heavy, and yeah. you're always no, you going to get- no, no youth crew. You're always going to get hard. I guess what's the one band Colin did? Colin will throw some like curveballs at.
0: Boys you. What's in Faith Alone.
1: Faith Alone. What's the one that did? Um, that was poppier. I think they did a record with Triple B.
0: Oh, that's right. God, yeah, God. happen. Yeah,
1: that's slipping us. However, if Taylor is there,
0: it's all mo- it's all heavy.
1: It's all heavy. It's heavy and hard dead body. The Requiem. I actually love this cover art too. By the way, it's Man. so
0: yeah. This came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out. And if you, I hope people who are hearing this, you're hearing it on the uh, the the Tuesday. This pre order I think went up on just this past Friday. I hope you can still get some of the limited versions. If you can, scoop in there quick. Uh, definitely worth your time and attention, everybody. Um, yeah, much love to Close Casket Activities, CloseCasketActivities.com Tom, how you doing? How you feeling?
0: I'm good. I'm looking up now because it's going to bother me the uh, the pop band that Colin did.
1: I know, I know. I'm trying to figure out what the quickest way. Let's see.
0: Um, there's there's several Colin Youngs in in in, Discog, in discogs.
1: Oh, oh there okay. it is. Hold on, hold on. Uh, is it Nudie Mag? Yes. There we go. Yes.
0: How do you not remember that? I know. That's, How me. Do that's, that's you know on me. That's not me. All right. I understand that name.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see this. I had a question for you because I was thinking of this when I was thinking of Close Casket. I'm also thinking of that artwork of the Dead Body record. I think that in general, Hardcore 2022 – And the, you know, outlying adjacent satellites of the world of hardcore. The game has been raised. I think things have been stepped up, whether it's art, whether it's the music, to be quite frank, the touring. Do you largely agree with that sentiment?
0: Absolutely. You just can't put out like a photocopied cover anymore.
1: Well, right. And, and, and if you're going to, it better look awesome and it feels like it's very intentional, right? You know, like like if you're doing some kind of like – you have to have high effort in what you're doing. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things I've noticed. I actually – pulling the curtain back, we're recording. It's uh, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. we realized we were dry. Patrick's been on tour, and this has uh, caused some issues in our scheduling. Shout out to everybody who understands. But I was thinking about how high level hardcore is right now. And I was like, wait, we started Axe to Grind at the end of 2017, the very end, right? Like, I think our first episode was actually. Like, right off, after Christmas? Right, right, December 28th. Right before Christmas. Hardcore Something 2017. Like, best of kind of thing, right? Like our favorites, some kind of energy like that. And I was like, yo, has there actually been a dip since that time? And I couldn't, I don't know what your answer is. I couldn't come up with a yes, there has been. But then I was like, ah, yes. Uh, We had this little thing called COVID-19 that shut down the world for a year solid and you know, for live music, closer to eighteen months, and I think that was the dip because it literally disabled it. Um, what about you? What do you think? Do you think there was a music dip and you dropped out? Okay. Do you think there was a music dip in that time frame? Like since we started Axe Grind, has there been a, a lull? Because hardcore has had lulls. It just has lulls. It is what it is. You know.
0: You know what, like my on on first blush i would say no but i don't know if that's because we were so involved right for 5 years that it wasn't like it's easy to to point out dips when you're like on the outside yes correct like you can see like the curvature of the earth if you're far enough away <laughs> unless you're kyrie unless you're kyrie <laughs> yeah um but i think um yeah it's it's hard to say but i think like 2017 was or, and and 2018 Mm-hmm. Was the start of of like a great run in hardcore? Yeah. So I don't I don't really I can't go back and think of any time that I was like wow well, a little 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 fallow right there like I think right. it's all pretty it's been on an upper trajectory since and I mean it's obviously because of the podcast so
1: <laughs> <laughs> well no you you made such a good point and I appreciate that because I think that's like the honesty that we want to drop here is that like yeah we're we're actively pursuing the good, right? We're actively seeking things out that we like. We're actively trying to see the things and highlight the things we like. So that's always going to put us at a spot. If you're coming for youth crew-leaning stuff, you probably were like, yeah, shit's been rough, dude. Um, If you're coming for, I don't know. I, I think there was probably a time frame if you were looking for faster straightforward hardcore, you might have gone, yeah, you know, if, if, and if turnstile wasn't your thing, you know what I mean? If turnstile wasn't yeah. light in your day, you might have been like, yeah, I don't know. A couple years ago, it was kind of rough for
0: me. Right. The fast hardcore got pushed to the fringes almost. Yes. And it became like loft punk.
1: Right. To an extent. Almost. Well, no, right. And I think people went more and more extreme with it, right? And we saw that. in it's like fast stuff went to power violence and grind and, like, and death metal. Um, and we're seeing a little bit of a, a return in, in the last year or two, but it's still kind of more on the punk side. Um, and so I don't know. I wanted to, to talk about this. I, I've been nice to. We'll, we'll hear what what Patty K says when he gets back too. But but I think there's been this weird. It's almost like a hardcore diaspora. You know, um, a lot of things have moved out to fringes, even though there's this sonic coalescing in the middle where these things work together. And it's kind of saying the moment isn't like, hey, I'm a youth crew kid, I'm a New York hardcore kid, I'm a this kid, I'm a that kid. The moment is there's things that are so far out on those peripheries that people pick from the edges, you know, like yep. like we talk about the adjacent stuff a lot. I guess if Fiddlehead was out 20 years ago maybe we label it melodic hardcore. I don't know. What do you think?
0: 20 yeah, let me see. Like I mean would they almost be, you know what I mean? 2002, yeah. I mean would they almost be like Yeah, I mean I guess melodic hardcore in the way that like Rev had those bands
1: oh sure would they be more yeah but it, yeah, more but it in, almost like, feels post you're the right. side? yeah but it feels post too you know so it's right, like right. I guess we would probably. I think post hardcore is where it goes and like just by the way we know genres are they're just a way of organizing things but but now I don't know Fiddlehead doesn't feel like a post hardcore band per se they do but they don't they feel like something else Drug Church I guess you could say the same they do but they don't you know um and so I think there's an interesting mix of stuff all landing. and uh Things are good. Yeah, I think it's really good. And I think we've continued. It's got kind of amped up. And here's kind of where I want to say. I think 2017 we had to dig around a little more outside of the very top. Um Because I think... At that time, you're getting the Incendiary, you're getting the Power Trip, you're getting the Turnstile, you're getting the Code Orange. Right. It's funny because those four bands were very comparable at the time. Yo, you have behind-the-scenes knowledge. Incendiary's got another record coming.
0: They got an LP done. Damn.
1: Uh, Like, done-done
0: probably waiting for art because usually that's how this <laughs> it's usually how it works it's like the band's like chomping at the bit to get the record out it's like well yeah. yeah
1: i think that
0: that's a sleeping giant um yeah they come back and they're back right like where they left off
1: yeah well and, and i want say this when I, to the everything stepped up hardcore has new headliners now too yeah. for a minute for a minute and this was a conversation way back
0: right There was four or five
1: Four or five, and right, now I think trips. there's a solid. I think there might be as many as fifteen. Like oh, if if hardcore was um, a sports league, we'd be talking about expansion right now, Tom.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, like Mindforce and Vain and Pain of Truth and like all these bands and Neverending Game, like
1: dude. And on the fast side of things, I want to highlight Spy is now headline Spy level. Gel, gel, and I want to talk about Gel for a second. And, they're like and a
0: phenomenon.
1: They are awesome. They are
0: oh, deservedly, yeah, of course.
1: Deservedly so. They and and it's going to go to a conversation. Um, Gel are a band who have gotten they they leveled up. They they just went from being a band who and and like, yo, I hope they take this with my with the right energy. I think they know I, I really like their band a lot. They went from being a band who was pretty good on record. And was good live. Just good. Yeah. And I, I don't say that meanly. They were good. They they are now awesome on record and awesome live. Like
0: a powerhouse live, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, like, and that can be said for a lot of bands and we've had this kind of private conversation about like, and, and we've mentioned here video is a great thing, but also maybe is limiting because bands get better as they play more shows. Right, in that
0: gestation period, like, none of our bands, I mean, there are bands that come out that are like, oh, you guys were, oh, okay, like, I, I, I'm I willing Tom, to bet, Tom, it's from that the, the rip.
1: I bet the, the first, Most Precious Blood show, you were a lot better than the first Indecision show.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's Indecision demos that I'm like, these can never see like yeah. when i die <laughs> throw them in my coffin like they can never <laughs> see a light of day because it's so bad right right it takes time it yeah has nothing you know what i mean like you know there are some bands that just come right out of the womb like fully you know realized and sort of but like that's pretty rare yeah and to me i think which i think is awesome about gel is that um not like not sound like old man but like they did it like the old way yeah they just toured and toured and toured yep. until now. Now they're like you know selling out like shows in like Tacoma. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's not like oh they put a demo out and like the cool person put it in their Instagram stories. Like they've hustled more than pretty much any band out there.
1: Yo, and and I want to say this: they have had to deal with a lot of nonsense, and I want to give them the biggest kudos. I'm not going to get into the nonsense they've had to deal with but they've had to deal with stuff that's completely unbelievable and unfair and untrue and un, like just illegitimate, and they just didn't quit. They just kept their head up, kept right. going, which is so awesome. So I can't wait. They just did this split with uh, a band, Cold Bratz, from Europe. Um, I think we debuted a track from each band. That gel material and the, la- the violent closure 7-inch that Atomic Action did is awesome. Even if you're vaguely into faster stuff, you have to check it. It, is, it has enough punch and aggression that I think even people who are just like, yo, bro, where's the mosh can get with it.
0: Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's got like a – yeah, the attitude to it and everything. I mean for the older folks, to put it in, into perspective, they played a couple of shows in California. At least one show in California mm-hmm. where verbal assault opened for them.
1: Yes, Correct.
0: <laughs> if that, I mean, like, I mean, to, when I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this, like and that's how it should be. Maybe credit a credit for of, another conversation.
1: Yeah, and credit. Yes, correct. Let's save that one. But credit to verbal assault for just being like, "Yeah, cool." Because I've right. also there's heard no harm
0: the, in that. There's no. You know what's disrespectful? Verbal assault playing in front of Gel and watching ninety percent of the crowd walk out.
1: Right, and shout and out that to them happen. because they Gel uh, exposed verbal assault to a bunch of new kids. That's the other energy I see a lot of younger folks coming out for all these different bands whether it's spy whether it's mind force whether it's scowl whether it's gel whether it's drug church you know like yo we're getting a lot of new faces in the door we're doing an episode about that pretty soon um but this is a really cool booming time and and like i hope one of the things that we're able to do is highlight some shit and also say like yo this is worth time and attention the uh, there's a conversation of criticism versus, to me, um, oh, what is it? Uh, basically promotion, like uh, uh, promoting things that you like and not in some sort of commercial or crass way. Like, please, anyone who's in a band who is trying to get us to, to do your stuff, know that we're not doing that like if you offer us money that's not going to happen. I've seen that apparently this happens with some podcasts, not of not of the hard not the ones that we're fucking friends with. Come on. But I've seen this and I've seen, that's the wrong approach to, that's the wrong yeah. approach to ask the grind. Don't do it. Please don't do it again. Um of but fact. anyways,
0: yeah.
1: it's um this idea of like where do you go from criticizing and I don't you know, we've we've done this versus actually um, pushing and and spotlighting, highlighting, because the other side is you don't want to be saying only everything's great, right? It feels like a, a unreliable narrator, right?
0: Yeah, we had, we had what we had brought this up once before, and I was like, almost it's like a friend to all, is a friend to none, right? Like if you can't tell, you can't differentiate between X and this, then you don't really. Like, your, your, your positive – your kudos mean nothing because right. you're giving them to everybody. And I think – I mean, I, I think where you were going, like, you know, we're never – like, we started the, the podcast to be, like, the cranky fucking, you know, yeah. me and Pat yelling about stuff like Joe Budden or whatever. <laughs> that's not the energy. Like, I think by, like, episode three, we're like, eh, that's not really what we want to do.
1: It's actually uh, more fun just to, to- – chat I mean, about constantly. hardcore. Yeah, and like <laughs> there's fun? so
0: much good shit. Like this stuff we don't like. Of course. And it changed. I mean like this stuff that I love that Bob has no use for vice versa. Same right. thing like Patrick sure. Pat, I don't know. Pat I think just likes metalcore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like but then I send him stuff and he's like this is okay. I'm like, "Well, this is actually really good for what it's doing." He's
1: uh he's interesting with it because um he his palate is more diverse than he personally acknowledges sometimes but then it comes out yeah. and it's like oh you know like he was talking about some new ep by a band who you wouldn't expect him to like musically but he's like oh the these are really good songs and it's like okay bro you know
0: well, yeah he's he's an enigma he, you never know what you're gonna get with him
1: um no but but so anyways that's all to say there's a lot of good stuff out there um if you haven't heard gel please check it out I want to talk about Scowl for a second. Sure. They are awesome live. Reports from our friends in Boise. Tom, do I, do I give the half-truth or do I give the whole truth? I give the whole truth, right? Full now.
0: truth, man. Full truth. Yeah. I heard they
1: I heard they. stole the show from Drug Church. What this is
0: Cap? You know, okay. to delete this. Know, he'll edit Remember, them. he's got to edit this before he we set it You know that motherfucker. Well, he doesn't listen. To this. Maybe
1: he'll maybe he'll drop in a little editor's note like, "Oh, that's not true." Um, but I was told that they stole the show, and I will confirm. I think. Are you shocked? No, because I'm dust settling. I'm letting the dust settle on Sound and Fury, and I think they're one of the bands who stole the show. Um, 100%. I think about it. I think Angel Dust was like for a band who it's like it's almost like tom brady winning his seventh super bowl ring it's like hey angel dust stole the show at sound of fury it's like how could angel dust steal the show and it's like and well they have like
0: 17 records out yeah right they so got the reignition
1: right well there you go i think they came out and said hey if we just do best of sets we will smoke a reaction and that was such good energy um but scowl was the other one and they have a confidence and an energy live that I'm excited to see translate. Because I think their LP, the Flat Spot LP they did, is good. But I imagine now, after touring their asses off for the past year, um, for touring their asses off for the past year, their next material will be so much higher and so much better. I... Uh, I just can't. I I mean, you know, it's it's gonna be impressive whatever they come out with next. And I th- think I think they got something coming. So uh shout out to them and Tom, the other band, yes. other than Scowl, that this one's more slept on and this is weird. Have you how much time have you spent with the Combust LP?
0: You know, I just listened to it this morning another life like, literally like as i like i was like waiting for you you know because yeah. we we started this at eight thirty in the morning because <laughs> patrick Henlin yeah. doesn't know time or scheduling yes cool. um so i was like flipping through instagram and like they were posting stories they had just played um el paso last uh-huh. night
1: don't yeah they did much full much. us
0: yeah oh yeah yeah but like they're everywhere it's been fucking cool to see and like it's and they they, they they I think the video was uh, why I hate and I was like, Oh dude, like I forget this these songs are great. So I, I literally listened to like half the LP this morning as I waited for you to get back from dropping off the baby.
1: Yo, it is it is <laughs> so like, good. It is so good. It
0: is It's like a study, it's like a it's like a case study of like if someone's like, Describe it to me, I'd be like nineteen eighty nine New York hardcore. That's right. And only nineteen eighty nine New yeah. York Hardcore. It's the, the new breed comp as an album and, and so, it's awesome.
1: Yes. And so anyone who loves late eighties, New York hardcore, yo, if, if you like killing time and you More haven't albums, heard, yeah, uh, combust another life, you, you need to, I think there's elements of early, early mad ball, like eighty nine sure. Madball for sure. Um, but, it, but for, for a newer ear, like if you like bitter end, if you like No Warning, you certainly should check this because it's got that same, like, bounce. hey, yeah, bounce, rhythmic stuff, hard mosh parts. What was funny, Tom, and you're, you're, uh, when I listen, when I first heard this, I was like, all right, like most New York hardcore at this point that's coming out has some 90s influence, right? right? Like a little bit of Marauder, a little sure. bit of Crown of Thorns, a little bit of this, you know? Uh, I'm going to say there's a whole scene of bands who are doing the 25 to life thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So for better or worse. Yeah. That said, this is devoid of almost any 90s New York stuff unless you want to throw some mad ball in there. I'm fine with hearing that.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yo,
1: this record is awesome. This is a band who's currently touring the US. I think they're slept on a little bit. I think this is a band who deserves it and uh, I'm impressed. Like we've talked about Combust for a while. I think we've been talking about them since they came out.
0: Yeah, they've been around for a minute.
1: This is their last record was good. This is very
0: good. Very, so, very, very good. New York hardcore. They're playing. Um, they're playing in Brooklyn, middle of November. I think it's the 17th. Okay. It's actually them, Gel, and Youth of Today. Oh Jesus Christ! Good little gig. And then if you after you leave that, if that was like not heavy enough. God's hates play next door. Oh, yes. Come so to Brooklyn. Get some donuts. Go see some hardcore.
1: So I want to say like bold proclamation. I think hardcore is in as strong a place as it's been since we started this podcast.
0: Absolutely. Okay, yeah. And to I, me, I think that's even even if you take away like the the, the top level, Mhm. Because I think it's easier to be like, well, of course. I mean, fucking is drawing 6,000 people. Like, that's cool. Like, <laughs> even if you take away, like, the knocked, like, if you just go, like, lop off, away, the and, off the knocked loose. Turnstile
1: knocked loose. That's the right.
0: crazy level. Yeah. I mean, you can't. that's like, okay, good luck. That's like, that's happened to like five hardcore bands in the history of hardcore. Like, that's never happening.
1: For people who might be t- axe Grind listeners, but not necessarily follow, like, certain sides of it, right? We talk about Turnstile stuff a lot. Tom always makes sure to to mention the Knock Loose stuff. Knock Loose just played um, the the Forum right. in L.A., which
0: Park is where – the Center, Brooklyn. Yeah, right, right. They're playing basketball arenas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean their main support in basketball arenas and like destroying. Like it's not even like, oh, that's cool that they got to play like the Forum. Like, oh, no, no, they belong here on the stage at the Forum. Yeah,
1: yeah. And like, I got to be honest. With you. Reactions. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It, it, you triggered my memory when you, we talked about them. So, the, you know, like they're doing like these like things like Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. Who's like, you know, apparently is an arena sized band. Far be it from me. I would have never have known. But you no. Know, like, obviously they're doing like their off shows and playing like, you know, their small, you know, couple of thousand people shows on the side when they're not playing with uh, Bring Me the Horizon. This is not Loose. Yeah. They played in Houston. Yeah, with Dallas, like a week ago. Uh huh. Who opens for them? Bitter End.
1: It's San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. San Antonio.
0: Yeah. It's the fucking coolest thing that because they can pick. They're doing like, you know, weekend with tsunami. They're like, they're at the level that they can literally do whatever the fuck they want. And those are the bands that they're picking to play with them, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, like, uh, Bitter End playing in front of three thousand people, probably twenty nine hundred of which never heard of them.
1: In their hometown. You right. Know you know I mean? what I mean?
0: Like, it's just like, you know, we had the opportunity to do, play the record release show in Louisville. There's a thousand people there. It was probably 950 people. Who were like, who the fuck brought their uncles?
1: Yo, and and it's like a. Uh, <sighs> so those are inflection points. These are exposure points. And we, we've mentioned this. We talked about this. I feel like Phil Sims right now. You know, before the game, we talked about. But right. but this is going to be kind of recurring themes. When do people get into hardcore? How do you get in? What What are their devices? Yo, fucking bring me the Horizon. I am fascinated. And we, we alluded to this on the last episode. Blink-182 with direct support from Turnstile got announced. Yo, they're playing giant venues.
0: And, and Tom DeLonge begged the Turnstile to do it right i saw like in in some interview they're like yeah he was like he like cornered them at a fest they played together like i guess he was in angels and airwaves whatever
1: yeah
0: and we're like hey you guys should do this tour you should do this tour could you imagine being like oh cool the biggest announcement in the last fucking probably five years of about a reunion yeah and they're like can you please play with us right you know what i'm saying like
1: what? So, so these are these moments right and this is this kind of like we don't know there's not an easy quantify you know we don't have this like way to say hey here's how people get into stuff but like we also fundamentally know this is how people get into stuff you're of into course. fucking Megadeth, and then you stumble into a DRI tape you know you're into right, right. Lincoln Park and you go and hear fucking whatever you know like like you there's these fall in points where it's you, know, you see no warning um, there's these fall-in points where it's like, oh, okay, this, and then you get down the rabbit hole. And that's a consistent that's been there forever. Um, so so it's going to be interesting to see it. But you, like you were saying before, I derailed us with Knock Loose. If you lop off Turnstile and Knock Loose.
0: Yeah, it's still insane.
1: Right, because we were talking, I, I think back and I'm like, man, we, we, would, we identified there's like this big four. Code Orange. Turnstile, power trip incendiary incendiary is still there and they're like they're gonna be in this big like look if incendiary is playing sound of fury their set would have been insane like I it was wondering the they five also have their own business model,
0: model correct correct which helped other bands
1: they showed it and like uh, Brian said it on here 400 years ago we figured out what we could do what we can't do and we just did it and kept doing it
0: and, right. And they have an agreement. There's no weirdness. But I think like MindForce. Yes. Correct. Is using that business model. Like, mm-hmm. dude, they're playing Salt Lake City and Atlanta this weekend. Right. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, I would like to talk I'm to them.
1: I'm going to get some text from them being, uh, on, on Monday about their snacks,
0: Yo. you know? Yeah. Yo, they don't sell weed in Salt Lake City. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the fact, I mean, but they can do that now. Like, hardcore is at such a place that, like, fly outs are like a feasible business thing that or people possible. can do. Like you, like, I mean five or four humans or five humans probably with mind force to Salt Lake city from New York. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 nothing. not, not, not nothing. nothing. You and know, then and
1: routing you, to Atlanta also right. not nothing. And then, and then home. New York,
0: you know? Right. Like, so like, but there's enough, you know, like there's enough demand that the costs are covered, which like, which I think is like a good litmus test to see how good things are going. Because yes. usually that's only for festivals. Right. That was and my experience.
1: Totally is. and But now we're seeing this stuff. Example, Spy got flown out to New York like last fall. Remember that?
0: Yes. Yeah. That
1: and, was huge. and it was awesome. And it's like, hey, this is a band who has a, a seven-inch – that was a seven-inch of a demo and a 12-inch EP. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Like that's – Done some, some West Coast stuff, but now now they're doing full US. They're touring ceremonies taking spy and gel out. There's another interesting exposure point. We're seeing all this kind of crossing. And I'm amazed. I think um, I just think and hope I think there's people out there quietly who are off on the turnstile thing. Who it's too much, all to talk about, blah 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 probably were never in on the knock-loose thing either, right? Sure. This and some of the bands we talked about today, whether it's Scowl, whether it's Combust, whether it's Gel, whether it's Spy, uh, w- w- there's a lot going on in different sounds for you to check, you know? Um, new and old. I-, I just think there's a lot of good music to find something. Like, dude, you know, like the, the New York hardcore traditionalist, well, this year you got the Akulu LP. I Guess that's the end of last year. Yeah, you get the M- Mind Force has put out Chop and Swords last year. They put out New Lords this year, and then you get this Combust LP. Not to mention stuff that's New York hardcore, not from New York. <laughs> shout out yeah. to the UK scene. Um, shout out to Big Cheese that's good. Like there oh, yeah. that's, you know, I, I think there's a lot and that, that's just mentioned in like the, tr- a more traditional form version of, of New York hardcore sound, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I, I hope that, that people are feeling it like we are. Um, obviously we're close to it, but we, we also know we help and hope that we help bring people closer to it too. Um,
0: I mean, that's the whole point, really.
1: Right, Tom. I, I think f- you can speak for me on this too. But like, hardcore, when you are further away from it, or it's starting to feel like something in the rear view more, is less fun and less engaging.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's different ways <laughs> of kind of seeing your way out. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's people, you know, there people that are like, you know, <sighs> believe I listen to this
1: crap. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: I mean, for, you know, from the bottom of my heart, fuck those people. Um, <laughs> but I think there's ways to kind of be like, I think everyone, you know, like, would I be, if I, if I didn't have this podcast to keep me like grounded and hardcore, would I be as involved? No. Probably not. Only reason being, like, it is... I mean, also because I got, I've, <laughs> I've gotten older, <laughs> right? But, um, <laughs> but I think it's, it, we were how was I talking about this? But like, when we were kids,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there wasn't us, right? Because hardcore was still new enough that there was no, you know, fifty-two-year-old that still goes hard. I'm not fifty-two, and either no. Bob. But like, no, there was like, less.
1: There was, there weren't people around to, to.
0: ROGs were like Jimmy Gestapo, who was, like, 32.
1: Right. I know. Yeah. You know like what I mean? 30 was old. 30 was really old to me.
0: You know what I mean? So, like, if you were going to a show, you know, like, think about it. Like, if we all started going, you know, early to mid-90s, Hardcore was, like, 10 or 15 years old. Right. So, like, these dudes that were in bands at 16 and 17, they were, like, 33. hmm And that was, like well, – Yeah, here come the old, and here come the fucking senior citizen brigade,
1: and and yes, and depending on where you were, they were more or less prickly. Yeah, they were able to provide more or less context, which some people weren't giving you nothing, and some people were wanting to give you their version of it, and some people, you know, would give you kind of a a, a fastball pitch. What, What I hope people are getting now whether it's from us whether it's from other podcasts whether it's from just shit online whether it's from people you you know in real life whatever is the idea of like how much is out there and how different things are um one of the things that i was going to ask you like from what i understand too like the more metal side of things has been thriving too i'm not seeing as much on the smaller levels but a lot of the bands that we talked about a couple years like Dying Wish" is a global touring act at this point, right?
0: Oh, yeah, we're you' killing, <laughs>
1: Right. And there's other bands of that type that are just leveled up, keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, so I, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a, a whole, there's a whole spectrum of stuff to dive into and get interested in, and like you were, you're 100 percent right.
0: right. It's not as like hard It used to be almost so like,
1: old as it is now. Maybe not there binary. But as close much to it. That you were either one of these it, or one of those. How, historically, like, you were either no a metal
0: damage. guy or a metal However, girl, or you were, you know a metal person. It was,
1: it was or you were like uh, a hardcore you know person. you were blindfolded in a dark room feeling. You know around I mean? Sometimes how did I go? I went. And I don't know. I I hope that people don't feel like that as
0: much. It's not like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I remember as a kid, you know, even at, you know through the early twenties, like it was sure. like
1: oh, they still there were still you either like an
0: unbroken kid, yeah or you were like a fucking, you know, wide awake kid. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there were like the real weirdos that liked fucking heart attack stuff.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like
0: that weren't Third even rail. like us. It wasn't even part of hardcore.
1: Uh, had its own its own little pocket scene. Yeah,
0: no. Right, right, and hated both of us equally.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, thought everyone was a poser. Um, right.
0: You know, like but now that you know, I think nowadays it's like everything is done to such like so well done to like a granular level that no matter what you like or what you are like, ah yeah, man, you know, when I was 22, I loved blank. Yeah. There was yeah. someone out there that is doing that style incredibly well.
1: Right. I do, uh, Tom, if in 2004, let's say 2004 or five, I said, Hey, in about five or six years, there's going to be an entire world built off of that cites late 90s Screamo, and it's going to be huge, and they're going to call it Scrams. Right. You'd be like, okay, okay, go back to your own planet. What are you talking about? Like, that's It would have been unfathomable. But here we are in 2022, and that's something that happened. And if you had told me in the mid or course, early two yeah. thousands, I'd be like, that stuff? Nobody barely anybody cared about it then. Like it was so small. Like no you know, it was like I, I saw you and I play to rooms of five to ten people.
0: You know right. what I mean? If they played tomorrow, it'd be fucking gigantic. Exactly. It was Asia and all those bands. Like that's exactly.
1: awesome. It, it, no, exactly. And it's it's cool, especially looking back and then seeing what it inspired. And that is to say, like, reaffirming your point, like you can go. There is something currently happening that will represent your interests, but also you can use that as a springboard if you're into that to go backwards too. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Which is which is the such last
0: twenty a, years that you may have missed.
1: Right. And that's kind of an interesting and fun well to play in because yo, know, you're you also said this exactly right. I can say definitely that if I wasn't doing Axe to grind with you guys I would be unaware of some bands that I really, really love that I think are great and have put out great records. Not because I think hardcore's lame. I've never thought hardcore's lame. I mean, hardcore is lame for a lot of reasons, but not as a whole. And you'd never catch me saying, yeah, hardcore sucks. It doesn't suck. It's awesome. I would have missed things I love just because of life. Like, yo, I got two right. kids. I got a kid. The time I was the most, the furthest from hardcore was when Easton was a, you know, newborn to two year old because I just didn't have any time.
0: Right, you're trying to figure it out. You're keeping this like uh, yeah. living be- being still living. It was a that's lot work. That's right.
1: More- that's right. It's it's a kind of important thing. Doesn't mean it was because I thought moshing sucked. <laughs> you know, I didn't think stage no, dies no, were course, lame. You know, <laughs> so um, I I think that's uh, that's you know we've kind of had a this is this has been a gushy way to say hardcore is in a pretty good place. Hopefully, you're finding something uh, that you're enjoying. We threw out some names um tom if you don't have any other stuff on this one i had a couple things before we close out today i wanted to ask
0: i just have a funny like uh, one thing i would like so i just would like to give a shout out to the band elliot
1: we should have done that right at the top i'm so sorry yes we should have
0: that's okay so chris from elliot um so full transparency one of the only reasons why i originally agreed to play furnace fest was to be able to play with elliot those cool. records are very important to me and to Matt Miller from MPV. So like they were legitimately. It was like the opportunity to play with them Sunday the Day were like was the only reason why that I was yeah,
1: Pretty to big, pretty of, big.
0: Yeah. So um of course we cancel that because that's what we do. Then they're playing in Brooklyn, which I'm all excited for. Then I realize um I have a wedding mm. that night, so I can't go to that either. Mm. So I, I I get a message from a friend of mine who was like were you at Elliot? I was like, no, I was actually at a wedding, unfortunately. And they're like, oh, they shouted you out. They shouted out Axe to Grind and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So I, my buddy Dubin filmed the show and I got to see it. Um, so I'm heartbroken to say that I missed that in person. But I did get to go to a wedding that ended with the Lee Greenwood song, Proud to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> and all my nieces came over and like i can't believe this is happening and i had to explain to some family members why i'm not that stoked on being american right so right. that's how my night ended but i could have watched them play you know two of my favorite records yeah but yeah. uh so shout out to chris and elliot hopefully you guys will continue and i'll be able to see it this time um and to, I, i'll say it open door if you ever want to come on you're oh, more yeah. than welcome
1: yeah shout out chris, to have you on. Uh, chris is uh Cool dude. Uh,
0: yeah, and it's funny. I to back so years ago, we were uh, we were robbed in Vancouver. I think I told the story on the podcast. Right, yes. Um, and we were, we were driving down the coast, and we were playing in California. We went to Revelation. Revelation were incredibly kind to us, and they were like, "Go into the warehouse. We know you got your clothes stolen. Take whatever you need." Cool. And happened to, so Jay Palumbo from. Elliot and from other bands, obviously empathy and other bands, was at Rev for whatever reason at the time. Like in like he must have been doing something with Elliot, and um, like you know we're 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 chatting and stuff. He goes, wait a minute. He's like, are you the band that covers Susie and the Banshees? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, awesome. And I was and we left there like, oh my god, the dude from Elliot. Knew that we could. Like, we were yeah, like right. so deep out that like, the guy from like <laughs> from like a Louisville legend knew that we were like the band that covered Susan and the Bantries. Um, so yeah, we we've always had a big uh, big soft spot for for Elliot. So shout out to them and shout out to Chris. Thank
1: yeah, you. very kind words. Totally appreciate it. Chris probably doesn't remember, but I uh, I definitely worked with him a little bit while I was at Rev. Um, he helped. I think he recorded the Gracer Voices Travel album. And, oh wow! Uh, was very kind, gracious, and uh, yeah, was, was a good guy. So appreciate him saying that nice stuff about us. Um, that leads into what I was going to say. Tom, do you think Elliot could record a record for 2023, and it'd be pretty cool?
0: Yes, and I, we could we could broker a deal with Run for Cover, that, and they'd be the biggest band in the world, like they deserve to be.
1: Yes, so, so uh, w- where that's leading to is wish list. Uh, not going to be full because I'm dropping this on you, but, but some things you'd like to see. We, we've kind of quietly had a few mentions of this in our, our group chat of like, what are some things you'd like, records or bands you'd like to see do something in 2023? An Elliot new Elliot record in 2023 I think would be interesting and cool, and they could literally do whatever they want sonically. Yeah, like they could go like their later material and even further into that kind of drifty kind of
0: pianoy, yeah, yeah.
1: ambient piano kind of stuff. Or they could go a little more up tempo than their earlier stuff. They could do whatever they want, and yeah. that's. Have you listened to energy. the frontier stuff? Yeah, I did. It's excellent. Yeah, it's really good. It's really well yeah. done. Uh, uh, there's a whole grip of that Louisville stuff that I think. It doesn't hit me totally, but if any of it interests people, that whole group of people has done a ton of bands that were awesome. I actually did a deep dive on it when I was very young because, um, oh, was the fanzine I Stand Alone? Yeah. uh, Did a seven-inch comp that had Elliot, Kid Dynamite, one other band in Sunday Evening Dinner Club doing covers and Sunday Evening Dinner Club eventually if i'm correct a few of the members went on to do 32 frames which did a record yeah. rev uh but sunday evening dinner club covered the distance by gorilla well by moondog but then later famously covered by gorilla biscuits um and i remember it being one of the cleanest versions of it uh, to ha- right, right right to have you know like it wasn't like ah, correct it, it wasn't some weird business, live man. tape right right and it was like awesome so Thank you for helping me learn the lyrics to a song I loved before I knew all the lyrics. That wasn't "Dynamite
0: Rose," the name of the comp, was it?
1: No, what was it? All right, because there was was. one that came out.
0: It was a wedding gift. Oh, it was the wedding thing that people gave to the people that came to their wedding. But there's a there's one I forget who's on it, but Sound Majority's on it, covering "Salvation" by the Cranberries. Ooh, that's fucking awesome! I would love to hear that when you listen to it and like Sound Majority being like. At least half of a straight edge band mm-hmm. like those uh, like that you listen to those lyrics harder, like huh? yeah. oh, this is kind of like a straight edge song almost right. sort of i'm with that yeah
1: um okay so wish list some things you'd like and i'll, I'll kick us off and you can kind of jump some in here too i want a new king nine record in 2023 that's not unrealistic they're still a band right
0: they're in they're in the uk right now
1: all right king nine new record 2023 yeah yeah EP, like a 12 inch ep like i don't want i want more than a seven inch i don't want like three songs in a cover or four songs
0: six songs
1: six songs 12 inch i know just the guy up in troy new york to put it out um yeah yeah uh, and we've talked about it one of my favorites of the harder style i think they do it exactly right so um new king nine record in 2023 wish list what's yours what you got one
0: well wow, it's tough um because I mean, I know what you know. I was like, oh, I really would like a new incendiary record, but I know that's coming. You know, it's coming. Um, you know, let's see. What would I like?
1: I got one that I think you can cosign. Sure. Trapped under ice.
0: Oh, one hundred percent cosign. We need
1: a new record. Um, I again. They did an. L, they did heat wave right. Heat wave, which yep. is like I want people to know. Go back and listen to that record's fucking awesome. It's really good. Yeah but i want a eight song maybe six to eight songs i don't know you if you got some some fast ones that's cool give me something hard like let's hear it I, the time is now they got those shows coming up in new york and baltimore that are that were sold out in approximately 18 seconds um yo i want another trapped under ice record fairly certain uh, there's there's some folks back. They're back in Baltimore. Winter in Baltimore, the right time to write a hard ass record, right?
0: True. No True. Orioles. No like <sighs> the Ravens are terrible. The
1: Ravens' energy is all off. Like, is Lamar staying? Is he going? No extension. Right. Like,
0: I mean, I guess the Wizards are like their their local team,
1: kind of, but not even. You there know, no John like
0: Ball anymore. Bradley Beal.
1: Baltimore energies like. Yo, Baltimore in the winter is a pretty cold place, man. You get That's a true. wet, cold day in Baltimore in December. You're nobody's happy. So go write that hard ref. So you, you got my my wish list. Apparently, I, I just want hard music for 2023. Yeah, really. Um, King Nine new record, Trapped Under Ice new record. This is my wish list. What else? Oh, uh, I'll throw drain another record. new Drain. Oh, I think that is coming. I don't. I would know. imagine
0: so. Man,
1: so Drain we didn't even mention in our conversation. Low key huge, and I don't even know if it's low key. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's that low key, but I don't think they get enough credit.
1: Yeah, and they haven't really toured, Ooh, they have, but they've toured with these weird tours. they I think, they played New York last night, tonight, tonight, tonight. So, yeah.
0: right, right, but like this is like their first time, like,
1: yo, you're, you're okay, so like you're right, dream. their touring has been all f- thrown off because their record, their LP on Rev, dropped in March of 2020, I'm pretty sure, right oops right um but they're on epitaph it's so crazy i have to imagine they got an lp coming sooner rather than later they thread the line of like their aesthetic throws people off right like aesthetic wise it sounds like it should be like fun surfs up bro hardcore and it isn't it doesn't not have a little bit of that energy but yo it's hard and it's borderline thrash like thrash metal
0: yeah, their presentation is all good time bro, let's go surfing. Like mm-hmm. just by like their merch, by like, you know, they come out to like SP sharks like, and such. Right. And it's like a wipeout, or like they come out to like they came out like surfing USA and and the Jaws theme, like yeah. in at Sound and Fury. So like they go they lean into that, but the music, like you said, is like hard hard. Hard like thrash, like but like thrash and like the clash of the titans metallica way yeah, not in yeah the, like, like like not like, and thrash
1: if you love power trip and you've avoided yes. drain because of their aesthetic stop that now go listen to that record it's got elements you will vibe on so um okay so new drain record yeah that's a that's a good one um and i don't have any details i want a gel lp yes a gel p. gel gel p um Because I think their evolution sonically has been awesome and they just have all the elements like they're one of my favorite they're probably my favorite hardcore band from New Jersey in 20 years that's sick yeah like they're
0: awesome so I'd like a uh, um, I would like fiddlehead to end the trilogy shout out
1: to them Uh, I am excited actually today the punitive damage LP comes out I'm curious to hear that what are some other things I want Hmm. Mm. Um, oh, there's some uh, People's Temple did a demo a couple years ago that I love. New York City, like fast hardcore punk. I want a record from them. I don't know what it would be. They're they're again like a 12 inch EP type band. Uh, that kind of perfect spot of like uh, six to eight songs, but with a band like People's Temple they could do a 10 song thing that would work as a 12 inch GP length, you know? Sure. So something like that would be great. So shout out. I want a people's temple LP. Do you got any others? Let's close with one more.
0: Fuck. Um, I'm trying to think something like something different here. What are we doing here? Um,
1: No, I'm trying. Oh, oh, you know what? I think I got one for you. A band you like, and we probably don't highlight enough because this is a double wish list. I would like to see a full U.S. magnitude tour. Sure. And I think they are due for another record. Yeah.
0: No, that's fair. That's actually true. Yes, they they, they're due for a new record. I mean, that record's been out for like (laughs) three years.
1: let's, Let's let's pull this up. This is a good one. Um
0: it's got to be 2019. If yeah, I, have to guess. I think
1: it's okay, you are guessing. Yep, to whatever faithful end is 2019. God
0: damn. Yeah. So, magnitude needs a new record.
1: Let's hear it. Um and shout out for all the new music that's coming out. I want Oh, and I want another big cheese record. This is where we're, we're making our wish list. Um and I want the uh the long uh, uh discussed self-defense uh alt country record that Patrick keeps uh promising. We'll see
0: right in the live record and yeah, maybe, maybe we'll just
1: have patrick come on the podcast sometime we'll say we'll, we'll we have should have money
0: probably be a pretty good guest
1: <laughs> all right good night everybody